Oh, wow. It is already episode 91 of the Odd Dad Out podcast. And this week, I have got so much news. It is so all over the place. I don't even know what to call this. It, we're going from from camel Botox to Nutella riots. And I think the jackass to end all jackasses. And I'm not even going to tell you but when you when i get there you'll absolutely believe me and because nothing can make sense in this show this week's recommended listening is getting back into the creepy and weird with smoke and mirrors paranormal podcast evening on that out podcast in five four three two one Welcome to the Odd Dead Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. Uh, what does that mean exactly? Well, it means that every week I come on here and I do a bunch of stuff that, for all intents and purposes, doesn't make sense. I talk about my personal life and what's going on, I make fun of some weird news stuff, and I wrap it all up with this happy little bow I like to call recommended listening where I feature a podcast that I'm really into that I think you should check out because I just like sharing the things that I like. What can I say? I am a giver. So how are you doing this week, everybody? It's... To say I'm tired, I think it's it's getting a bit old, but this week, man, it's... It's not even that I'm tired this week. <laughs> this week, I had a very specific reason, at least over the weekend, for just being like half dead. And I'm not, I'm not going to rip on work, but it's absolutely work related. It's just one of those. I if, if you've listened enough and you know the nature of my job, I work overnights and on the weekends, that's not so much overnights. So when, you know, the weekend rolls around, I'm coming off of a Friday night where I, worked overnight into Saturday where I might have to be in in the day basically usually that's around 11 or 12 something like that well this weekend unfortunately just kind of the way the schedule swung with what jobs and what work we had to do I had to go in on Saturday morning at 8 30 in the morning that means I had to be like at the office at 8.30 in the morning on Saturday, which for most people are like, oh, that's not a big deal. 8.30, I'm at 8.30 all the time. You don't work overnight. And the, compounding that problem was the fact that I got out of work at 4 in the morning, Friday night morning, whatever you want to call it, uh, which then also required... Uh, taking my my tech home because he doesn't drive and he lives like right by the office. So it's not a big deal, but you know that's saying uh, ten more minutes in my drive. So I got home from work right around eh, five a.m. <laughs> Give or take a few seconds. I got yeah I got home right about five a.m. on Friday morning, Saturday morning, whatever you want to call it. I still insist it's not tomorrow until I go to sleep. So for me, 5 a.m., it's still Friday, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, 5 a.m., my Friday brain. And then I have to wake up 6. <laughs> yeah, um, my alarm was set to go off at like 6.30. So yeah, I didn't sleep. And granted, I, I hit that snooze button for everything it was worth. <laughs> But I just, uh, I was dying. It was, and, and again, let's not forget, uh, faithful listeners, I live nearly an hour, if you were doing the math previously, I live almost an hour from work. So I had to get up stupid early with eh, basically a nap to drive an hour <laughs> on a Saturday morning to be at work at what normal people would call just regular, but for me, this is murder. So, yeah, it, it was not fun. And it was actually, we had a crap load of work. It was, we, it was like looking at our workload for the day. We could have easily been out 
until probably 10 o'clock at night. No bullshit. That was basically on paper. That's what we had. Fortunately, we didn't have to do that. We, it was like, they kind of like when we got there and they were like, yeah, they don't want you to do this area because the CEO is on in this floor and he's working today. He doesn't want you guys around. So we're like, Hey, Hey, we get to go home early. Fuck. Yeah. But it was just, ah, oh, it was, I was dying. I was, I was, all I could say was, I'm glad I wasn't the lead on, on Saturday. I was working with somebody else and he got to handle all the paperwork and he got to do the driving and do all that bullshit. So I got to sleep on the drive back to the office. <laughs> Granted, it's like 15 minutes, but the little 15 minute drive back to the office from the final, from the last job site. I was, yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I checked the fuck out. As soon as we sat down, seatbelt on, I'm leaning, I'm like, I'm, you know, elbow propped up against the the window and I'm out. Uh, yeah, it, it, it wasn't a miserable total day. I think we ended up finishing up right around five o'clock, which again, most people, that's a normal work day. Fine. Great. That's your work day. Not for me. <laughs> for me, five o'clock is when I'm going to work, not when I'm leaving. And, and to compound the lack of sleep, uh, on Friday, we had uh, a first round of parent-teacher conferences for one of the boys. So not only did I have a parent-teacher conference I had to do, they also had a half day of school. Which, if if we remember back, children, half days of school mean they get out when I'm supposed to be asleep. They basically get out of school at what amounts to dead center of nap time around our house. So I didn't get to take a nap on Friday. I didn't, well, I didn't, a nap. I didn't get any sleep on Friday during the day. Neither did the little boys, incidentally. So they were cranky as hell, but I didn't get any sleep on Friday morning. Then I worked until basically 5 a.m. to take an hour nap spin around and then go work another nine hours. <laughs> I was dead. I was half dead, really. And when I got home and Rihanna was not feeling good, she'd had a migraine and it seriously seems to be going around. She just had this crippling migraine for days. And actually, uh, Bex from Gareth's Random Ramblings, they didn't do a show this week because Bex was having like a killer migraine. And even last night, the guy I was working with, he was just, it's migraine season, I guess. I don't know. Like, I, I don't think I've ever actually had a migraine. I think maybe one time. And I don't even know for sure because I'm terrible with identifying those sort of things. But yeah, it was just one of those. She was just on the, the worst part of a like four day migraine trip that just had her incapacitated after having to deal with the boys all day with all of that going on and little boys being rowdy and it's a Saturday. So I wasn't even really able to like come home and rest. It basically came into, I had to come home, get dinner ready. Like I grabbed chili dogs on the way home. It was easier that way, but I had to basically come home and tag her out. I had to, basically come home and take over because she couldn't function. She was just, you know, she was hanging on by a thread at that point. So I was like, nope. I was like, I might be, you know, half comatose right now, but she can't do anything at this point. She's just too, she's crippled in, in head pain. So I was like, I'm getting the boys dinner and getting them all in bed and doing all that stuff before I finally settle down. And I, I hate seeing her like that because it sucks. And because I don't have a reference for that pain and I have a really, and my scale for pain is way different from a normal human. So <clears throat> it's hard for me to, I can't really sympathize with her. I have no clue what she's actually going through. And whereas I have like Superman Wolverine pain threshold. My wife has the pain threshold of a grape. And so it's, it, it's, it's not good for her when stuff is like that. So yeah, a four day, you know, killer migraine, you know, she's in that, just kill me now, kill me, just 
I don't want to just stop. I just know. So I, yeah, that sucks. But yeah, all that and everybody's been getting sick and I've been fighting coughing here and there. There's just, it just seems to be the bug that's going around. I mean, it looks like it's not that killer flu that's been, fuck, I've been, was it 30 some odd people have died from the flu this season? Holy shit, that's crazy. But hopefully it, I mean, well, we're all still alive, but it's just been a really bad lingering cough, which after my last stretch of a cough, I'm really being careful about. But yeah, the boys have all been sick and coughing really bad. Um, you know, be like a fever for a day or so, and then just cough for weeks. And it sucks so bad. I feel so bad for them. I mean, I've been dealing with a cough too, but it's not nearly, well, it's not nearly as bad as what I've dealt with more recently. Just sucks a lot. Uh, but it, I mean, everything's kind of, I'd say things are quieting down, but one of the boys is actually home from school, home from school today. But I mean, it's just what happens. It's just that time of year, you know, flu's going around, kids are getting sick, trying not to get sick myself. But, you know, I mean, everybody at work getting sick too. It's just, yeah, it's the, as it's the time of year. It's, it's flu season. I don't quite under, I guess it's weird because it's flu season here. It's been 80 degrees all week. And yeah, it's not winter. <laughs> we are not having winter. We've had to turn the air conditioner on. It is the middle of fucking January. We're having to turn the air conditioner on. Because it's been so hot out. It's the weirdest thing. I'll have the heater on at night and I'll have the air conditioner on during the day. Weird, weird. That's what I get for living in the desert. That's just, I mean, that's just what happens. That's normal weather here. Sorry. Again, and I, I'm pretty sure I've said it before, I fear for this summer. Because when the winter is this mild, we are going to be walking on the surface of the sun in June. <laughs> that's it. <clears throat> but enough about the weather. Let's get on, because I've got a really full news segment today. So let's take my first quick uh, Potter and Family promo break, and I will be right back with a whole hell of a lot of news. Hey, my name's Paul, and I'm not an animal expert. I'm Donna, and I'm not an animal expert either. And together we do a podcast about animals called Varmints. Every week we pick an animal, do a bunch of research on it, and bring you some interesting facts about that animal. But we don't stop there. We talk about that animal in movies, TV, and other pop culture. And we talk about whether or not that animal would make a tasty dish, and how intelligent we think it is on the scale of 1 to 10. It's exactly like one of those fancy PBS nature documentaries. Except with more poo jokes. New episodes go live every Thursday wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Or you can visit us at BlazingCaribouStudios.com. <laughs> Varmints! Varmints! <laughs> Hi, this is Emily Prokop from The Story Behind, which is a podcast about the extraordinary history behind the ordinary. What does that mean? It means whenever my ADHD gets the best of me, I begin to wonder the stories behind everyday objects. This is the story behind sporks, behind chewing gum, behind hoodies, places. This is the story behind Mount Rushmore. This is the story behind speakeasies or people. This is the story behind Uncle Sam. This is the story behind Betty White. Everything has a backstory, and from what I've noticed from doing the show, not everything is as plain and simple as history books may have you believe. Join me Mondays and Thursdays on your favorite podcast app or at thestorybehindpodcast.com. And thanks for listening. Before I jump into the news, I just want to say I'm really excited to announce the story behind is back. Um, Emily has been on break since November when she did her big musical episode 100 and a lot of personal stuff going on and holidays and kids getting sick. So she has been out since probably around Thanksgiving time. And this week she released her first new episode of the new year, kind of tying in to the reason behind such a long break uh, with 
the story behind the pink slip. So go check that out because if you're willing to listen to me, you got to love that show because it's just a cool show. Everybody should love that show. Anyway, so go check that out and let's get on with the news. Bullshit from the news. All right, I'm going to start off with something that's a little less of a weird news story and a little less of a making fun of somebody and more of a, this just kind of, of rubs me the wrong way. Um, woman gets death threats for wanting a breast reduction surgery. Yeah, fucked up, right? A 20-year-old woman from Scotland has been receiving death threats after starting a GoFundMe page to pay for breast reduction surgery. Uh, she actually suffers from a rare bone disease, which give, kind of gives symptoms similar to arthritis, which is compounded by the fact that she has size 32K breasts. Ow! I don't care if you do have a bone disease. That's a lot. That's large. That's a lot of weight. And, and I guess the reason that this for me kind of hits, it's, it's a sensitive thing. I wouldn't say, it's, I wouldn't say sensitive, but I actually had a friend in high school who had reduction done. I think I might have talked about this before. Um, but yeah, like between her junior and senior year, she had a breast reduction done, which is kind of funny because she was a twin and her twin didn't do anything, but. Yeah, she was just one of those, she was more self-conscious about it, and so she had surgery done, and so for me, I look at it, and it was like, if a woman wants to, if she really feels like she needs to have this done, and it's usually for medical reasons, really, it's usually pain, it's usually, you know, discomfort, and there's a lot of things that go along with this, but the fact that there are people, like, sending death threats to this woman who is who again also has a fucking bone disease that makes this so much worse like come on man i mean how much of a shitty person are you that you're telling a girl because she wants to make her chest smaller and less painful that you know there's something wrong with her and it's you know to wish ill upon a person for that is really fucked up and yeah i just shit like that pisses me off i just you should it, it's it's beyond shaming somebody for their body and it's almost like reverse shaming like normally you'd call you'd see them like oh it's like slut shaming the girl with the huge boobs and like with her pictures and duck face pictures. Like, yeah, she takes duck face pictures. Why? Because she's a 20-year-old girl. But, you know, she's got the the cheesy Instagram and Facebook pictures. With I was like, yeah, why? Because she's a girl. She's a 20-year-old girl. She takes, would imagine, a 20-year-old girl cute pictures, blah, blah, blah. And people are, like, ripping on her and threatening her because she wants to improve her health. And, oh, she's going to take away something that makes you oogle her. It's like, Ariel Winter went and had reduction surgery done because she was 15 years old and had a fucking, like, 37F chest at, like, 15, 16 years old. And people shit on her. She's still a D. <laughs> I was like, let's just remember, when you're starting up with a 32K... You can come way down and still be very curvy, perv guys. And I'm sure there are people in there that were saying, like, threatening her and complaining because she was getting them removed. I was like, don't be such a dick. I was like, okay. I was like, that's not what makes her beautiful. That's not what makes her attractive. Uh, so don't be a dick. Yeah, sorry. Uh, public service announcement over. Let's get on to the stupid shit. <laughs> All right. Camel beauty pageant bans Botox. And I had to really read this article because the first thing I'm thinking, what the fuck camel beauty pageant? And just the idea of Botox in that. And 
So <laughs> nearly a dozen camels were disqualified from this year's camel beauty contest in take a wild guess Saudi Arabia when their handlers used Botox to improve their appearance. Now, every single Middle East joke you could possibly imagine about their having a beauty contest with camels. Stop and think. Remember, and, and this is where I had, I had to take my brain to this place. And in the article, they kind of talk about, like, in the past, because of the nature of their area and the, the government at the time and the culture and everything, they basically had, they had to keep camels around and they had to preserve the camel as, like, a as a necessity. They needed camels for, for, as a pack animal, for travel, for all these things. But they're becoming a more modernized country and, so now they're, you know, the camel is more of an, an icon. And they're like, no, we're preserving the camels to preserve the camels. It's kind of just a thing now. It's like now people farm camels and raise camels as pets rather than, and like, and for contests, rather than I need five camels because I have to travel this distance. Kind of like a horse, but horses don't do as well in, you know, Saudi Arabia. Like this Arabian horses. I don't think Arabian horses even do as well as camels. Anyway. Uh, yeah, but I, I had to stop and think. I was like, Botoxing a camel in a beauty contest. And I, was like, and I think what, what really is, throws the confusion and makes you like just make, you know, Middle Eastern jokes is because they're calling it a beauty contest. And then I had to stop. Remember, okay, animals in a contest being judged. Westminster Dog Show, anyone? That's what this is. This is basically the, uh, the the Middle Eastern equivalent of a dog show. Just instead of Pomeranians, it's camels. That's it. But apparently, it's like, and it, like all they're judging is like their humps and the, the, like the shit in their face and all this. And apparently, there were some people that were using Botox, which I just think is damn hilarious. Because you're Botoxing a camel. And I was like, because I got past the camel beauty pageant thing. Again, it's just kind of a name thing throws you off. You know, it's it's a dog show. It's just a dog show. Again, it's, a, it's just a dog show. But who's Botoxing their dog? Now, I, have, I haven't heard that. But maybe there are people Botoxing their dog. I don't know. Maybe dogs are too small and it'll kill them. But I don't, but it's just a Botoxing their camels. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Moving right along. There's something I think most people can probably get behind. Unless you really are keeping up with the Kardashians. Uh, New York City bar bans Kardashian speak. The Continental Bar in Manhattan, which apparently is actually on the verge of closing anyway, just because they're. I think the building got sold or some shit, um, has posted a sign stating that it will kick you out for using the word literally. Literally, basically, has practically become a catchphrase for the entire Kardashian clan and anybody who worships them because people are stupid. <clears throat> so this bar, and I, I know they've they've... They've gotten a lot of heat before for like, I, they have like a strict dress code, which a lot of people said was racist and all this, but they were like, no baggy clothes, no oversized, blah, blah, blah. It's like, basically you got to come in dressed properly. You can't come in dressed all gangster or whatever. And people said, oh yeah, it's, it's racist. It was like this, the dress code in this bar is, is racially motivated. It's like, no, we don't want you to look like a fucking slob in my bar. Sorry. Dress appropriately for being out in public. And oh yeah, while you're here, to quote, sorry, but if you say the word literally, big ass air, big, well, big quotes on the sign. Anyway, uh, word literally inside Continental, you have five minutes to finish your drink and then you must leave. If you actually start a sentence with I literally, you must leave immediately. Three exclamation points. This is the most overused, annoying word in the English language, and we will not tolerate it. Stop Kardashianism now. <laughs> I think we can all agree with that. That is so fucking annoying. I just, ugh. I, 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 I want to punch people who talk like that, but I don't, 
That's uh, that's why I don't talk to people. That's why I don't communicate with people directly. That's why I sit here behind a desk with a microphone instead of going out and interacting with humans directly other than, you know, the weird, you know, guys at work that are guys. I'm sorry. I thoroughly agree with this, even though it's, you know, kind of a dick way. And there's some people who are like, oh, that's they're suppressing freedom of speech. No, they're telling people to stop being fucking stupid. Like, we don't want that bullshit in this bar. Sorry. Right to refuse service to anybody who talks like a fucking moron. Because, let's be fair, the Kardashians do it as a catchphrase. They don't... I'm, I'm going to hope they're not that stupid. But using literally... Because everybody who uses literally uses it wrong. Let's be honest. But, yeah, it's just stupid. So... As much as I, you kind of hear, it seems like the owner is kind of a dick. Yeah, no, it's just, he's right, sorry. And now we are going from Manhattan to France, where a Nutella sale has sparked riots. A French supermarket chain put Nutella spread on sale at 70% off. Jeez. Why? Wow, that's a huge sale. Uh, the rush to get some of the the crazy overpriced spread uh, got chaotic. Some locations reported crowds shoving each other and breaking things trying to get as much of the entirely horrible for you chocolate hazelnut spread as possible. And in some cases, police actually had to be called to dissipate the crowds. It's Nutella, people. And this isn't even the first time that there's been news of rioting and people getting hurt and and assaulted over Nutella. It's Nutella. Guess what, people? Nutella is fucking terrible for you. It has been shown that just eating a jar of chocolate frosting is better for you. There is less sugar in a jar of chocolate cake frosting than there is in Nutella. It is god-awful for you. The only reason to eat Nutella is if you are allergic to peanuts. And you want chocolate on your sandwich. And, uh, people, they, they, they market it like it's healthier for you. It's like, no, this is fucking awful for you. It is the worst possible thing you could be eating. My stepmom buys this shit. I was like, I don't get it. I was like, I, I tried it once. I was like, eh, it's hazelnut and chocolate. It's, it's the same reason. The reason why people prefer Nutella has nothing to do with being a hazelnut spread. It has to do with the fact that they're putting chocolate on their toast. And mom says it's okay. It's like, oh no, it's a hazelnut spread. It's really good for you. Na, 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 na. Read the label. It's not good for you. It's the same reason people drink silk. And think that it's like, oh, and they do all the taste tests. Like, silk is uh, preferred over cow's milk three to one or whatever the fuck they say. Like, yeah, because silk is sweetened and flavored. So the standard one they're drinking is sweetened vanilla. It's basically ice cream base. So if you have the option of drinking ice cream base over just milk, yeah, you're going to drink the, the, the flavored shit. That's just how that goes. If you have the option of chocolate spread or butter kids are gonna take the chocolate one that's where it comes down and nutella is fucking awful for you again more sugar than chocolate cake frosting and even at 70 percent off it's still overpriced and it's just fucking spread people you don't need to riot ah <sighs> all right people are stupid <laughs> Speaking of doing stupid things, this one's more just a oops, but a seized yacht was accidentally sold with cocaine still inside. Uh, a yacht seized with over 800 kilograms of cocaine on board was auctioned off a year later with some of the drugs apparently still inside. And it's like a year later, they've cleaned it. It's been it's like, okay, well, fine, let's go. Let's get rid of this property. They, you know, police auction or whatever. Uh, they auctioned thing off. The new owner went in to clean out his, his recent purchase and found another kilo of cocaine still hidden on board. 
which he actually did the right thing and turned it over to the authorities. But man, oops. <laughs> I think they need to look a little harder next time because shit, that's not something you want to happen. You really kind of need to make sure you get all the drugs out of the boat. And what if he wasn't such an upstanding citizen and he, you know, just decided he was going to sell that or use it himself or whatever. What if he wasn't such a... Maybe he actually found two kilos. <laughs> That's what the story doesn't say. Because he turned over one kilo of cocaine to the authorities. It doesn't say that there was another one that he just happened to stick in his trunk. I have no clue. I'm Whoever, dude who owns C's boat, don't yell, don't sue me or whatever. I don't even fucking know. It's like, I think it's in Spain or somewhere. Shit. I don't remember. And I'm not going to click over to the article right now to find out. All right. That was supposed to be the the last one of the day. Well, before we get to the real stupidity. But this one popped up last night and I just had to throw it in here. Uh, I, I, I love these stories for making fun of people and ranting. I hate these stories because people are stupid. Emotional support peacock not allowed on flight. <laughs> a woman who tried to board a United Airlines flight with her emotional support peacock, great big fat air quotes on that, was denied by airline officials. They said the bird did not meet size and weight requirements for service animals. And they'd actually told her this three separate times before she arrived at the airport. She even went to the point of buying an extra ticket for the bird. And like, you can't bring that bird on the plane even with an extra ticket. The bird is too big. It's like a big, like full tail and everything. Full tail male peacock. <clears throat> it's, like, it's, it's like, it's too big. It doesn't meet size and weight requirements for a service animal. And Delta and United and all the, the airlines are cracking down on what constitutes and the rules and regulations about uh, support and service animals because, I mean, people, it's just getting out of hand. There's, you know, people bring, oh, I've got my emotional support pig or all this. Like, they've got emotional support animals, not trained service animals. This is basically you go to, like, your doctor says, like, you've got, you're stressed and you need a support animal, and so you take your ocelot with you wherever you go. You get a little stupid vest with a little handwritten fucking card saying, this is an emotional support animal, and it's allowed to be here because I need the animal. So, here's the thing. You know, sidebar. Support animals are not protected, and I think I've said this before, Support animals are not protected by the Americans with Disabilities Act. The only animals that are covered, that are protected, that have, that are service animals are dogs. That's it. And that's the way the law is written. The only animal that is protected under the service animal guidelines in the American Disabilities Act is Seeing eye dogs, and that is all. It is dogs specially trained, and it does say in the law specifically, dogs specially trained to assist the blind. That is all. Just because you have PTSD, and I don't, and I'm not trying to be insensitive to especially like soldiers who have PTSD and have like an emotional support animal and all that, but just because you have PTSD and you have an emotional support animal does not entitle you to any protections whatsoever for that animal or the ability to go in any place. And you know what? If you have an emotional support dog and it's a trained animal, I have no problem with that. When you start walking around the grocery store with your kitten in your basket... That's not a trained animal. You're not training your cat. You just like walking around with your cat. Um, 
it's somebody who tried to... I've seen people like, oh, it's an emotional support iguana. Your fucking iguana is not giving you jack shit for emotional support. Your peacock is not giving you any emotional support. You just want to have your bird with you. It's like you just didn't have anybody to watch your bird while you were away. That's what it is. And people are afraid to tell them no. And the, like I said, the airlines are starting to crack down on this. It's like... Uh, the new rules, a lot of them are saying you need to prove, like, that the animal is trained so that they are, they're trained to a level where they will, as you say, properly behave on a plane. They're not going to be running around. They're not going to disrupt people. They're not going to attack anybody because there have been cases of service, like, the emotional support animals, like dogs and cats and pigs. And fuck, if somebody tried to get on a board with a plane with a damn horse. It's an emotional support horse. No, it's just a fucking horse. Horses travel in cargo. In special planes. Not in the damn cabin of a fucking uh, American Airlines flight. Just throwing out an airline. Uh, yeah, no. Your, your emotional support horse is not the same thing or even remotely close to the same categorization as a seeing eye dog. Which is the only protected animal. You can, business owners and everybody else, tell anybody with anything other than a seeing eye dog to leave. That's the law. Especially if you're in a restaurant. Guess what? If you're in a restaurant, if it's anything other than a blind guy with a dog, you can tell them, no, you cannot have that animal in here. Your little card is not legally enforceable. That's, that's actually the law. I don't, I don't agree with this like if you have an, a special animal, trained animal, that's why it's always dogs. If you have a trained animal that is providing you with assistance, fine. You know, this is a trained dog. Like this dog sits on the plane. This dog is going to sit right there next to you and it's going to keep its mouth shut and it's not going to bother anybody in the world. It's just being a dog, not going to run around and bite people or whatever the fuck. Fine. Have your dog and you like have your support animal there. Not your peacock, not your iguana, not your pig, not your fucking whatever. Those aren't support animals. That's your pet. And you're trying to exploit a loophole. Assholes. All right. Enough of that rant. <laughs> All that. And that's not even, not even close to the stupidity coming from the jackass of the week. <coughs> Parents are trying to cure autism with bleach. <sighs> I, I don't even know where to start with this. There is a group of parents... <sighs> So many sighs, so many shaking my head. There are people out there who think that autism is, it's, it's like a, it's a disease like a common cold that is caused by pathogens. It's caused by germs and, and things of that sort. And they are treating they're trying to treat their children with autism and trying to cure their autism by making them drink bleach yeah and apparently this stems from the let's see the, the genesis 2 church there was a guy who was like a former scientologist started this church and it's, they're based in LA and it's starting to spread over into the UK. And, but they're, they're, these people really think that by giving, like feeding their children bleach, that it is going to kill autism. That he gets caused by like pathogens and parasites and that the bleach will kill the pathogens and parasites. Well, that would be true if autism were, like, 
a germ. There's no autism germ. It's not that kind of a thing. It's like these people legitimately think that like it's it's a parasite, like a fucking ringworm, or you know some shit like that that's in their brain that's making them autistic. No, you're born that way. You don't grow up to you don't become autistic. You're born that way. What's even worse is these people aren't just like buying Clorox bleach or whatever to give their children. No, they're making it themselves. They're combining basically the the components, uh, sodium chloride and hydrochloric acid. Yeah, let's give your kid fucking hydrochloric acid, which when you mix them together, it makes bleach. Um, And they provide and they tell them, oh, it can be used orally or as an enema. No, it can't. It's fucking toxic. And the people recommending this treatment, fucking morons, um, <clears throat> recommend mixing it with fruit juice. Yeah. Let's hide the bleach in the, in the orange juice. And of course, doctors and experts keep warning them. This causes the solution to further acidify and produce chlorine dioxide, which is lethal. And used for stripping textiles, which is basically if you want to make your red shirt pure white, that's what you use. It's basically industrial strength concentrated bleach. It's acid bleach. Normal bleach is not acidic. This is turning bleach acidic. Yeah, let's just pour all this fucking acid in your kid. It's like, oh yeah, they're not going to be autistic anymore. They're going to be fucking dead. Bleach kills everything. You know, when I went through high school, they said, yeah, we have a cure for cancer. We have a cure for AIDS. It's called bleach. Like you, inter- you introduce fucking chlorine bleach to cancer cells, to AIDS virus. It kills it. You know what else it kills? Everything else. Bleach kills everything. It destroys cells, all cells. That's why if you spill bleach on you, your skin dries out and flakes off and you get a rash because bleach kills everything it touches, including your autistic child. (sighs) So far, they have no reported deaths, lots of hospitalized kids, but they're at this point, they're giving it to them in small enough doses that their bodies, they're able to recover from it. But I've known, in my life, I've known people who have died from drinking bleach. No bullshit. Bleach will kill you. Bleach kills everything. That's what bleach does. That's how bleach whitens your clothes. It just destroys the pigment cells. That's it. That's how bleach works. The Yeah, somebody's going to die from this. Absolutely. And I don't want to be there to, I told you so, these people. I want them to be stopped before they have to. Before it gets that far. (sighs) I fuck these people. Like, hard. Not even like a figuratively. Fuck you people. Giving your kids bleach. Autism isn't a fucking parasite. It's not a bug. It's not a cold. It is a mental disorder. It is a neurodevelopmental disease. You can't treat it like that. You don't cure autism. You just help your child deal with it better. It's not reversible. If you think you can cure it, you don't know what autism is. You are born that way. That is all. Oh, fuck. Okay. I need to calm down. All right. Fuck those guys. I'm going to calm down, take a break, play some more promos, and I'll be right right back with this week's recommended listening feature, Smoke and Mirrors. All right, Kenny, we're going to record some Now That I'm Older promos. No. Dude, just tell everybody that Now That I'm Older is on every Thursday. I'm not going to do that. 
dude, god damn it. Okay, now that I'm older, it's on every Thursday on the Rogue Intel Podcast Network. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Every Thursday. No, it's not. It's on Tuesdays. God damn it. Just listen to now that I'm older on Thursday. On Tuesday. Hey, everyone. I am Mike Jolitz from the Mike Jolitz Show, available on Spreaker.com and iTunes soon, I hope. I do a show where I mention some news items, celebrity stuff, stupid criminals, and just silly things I read on the interweb. Proud member of the Pottern family. Somewhere between reality and imagination lies the realm of the paranormal. A place filled with spirits, magic, and the unexplained. Come with us on our journey to discover if the stories are true or if they are all just smoke and mirrors. I'm Daryl. And I'm Cindy. And you're listening to Odd Dad Out. When you're done here, check out our show, Smoke and Mirrors, where we dive deep into the world of the paranormal, the unusual, and the unexplained. Now, back to the show with the man Bigfoot called a sexy beast, Adam Higgins. I think I need to start actually giving people scripts when I say to do something for the show because everybody has this weird obsession with Sasquatch and me for some reason. I don't know why. But as you have just heard, this week's recommended listening feature is Smoke and Mirrors. And this is actually, if you recognize that voice, uh, Daryl is actually also one half of the Brorons podcast that I've featured previously. And this is Daryl and his wife, Cindy, basically taking the opposite sides of the coin perspective to all manner of paranormal and supernatural and conspiracy-y type things. Uh, she is a believer, and he is, for all accounts, a skeptic. And they've kind of... And, but he's not like one of those hardline skeptics where he's like, nope, everything is fake. But he's one of those people that looks at the evidence and he says, well, yeah, but here's a point where they, you know, contradicted themselves or, you know, their their story keeps changing or here are the facts and here's why the facts are creating a conflict with, you know, their story, whatever. But they and they it's not just a, a creepy, crawly ghost stories kind of thing. It's all manner of supernatural and paranormal and weird sort of things. They actually started off with covering the story from uh, The Conjuring, and they dug into kind of the history of the family and the home and them telling the stories of what happened and all that. And they've, they've talked with Bigfoot hunters and psychics and kind of dug into, uh, you know, dark holiday traditions and... Uh, they covered when this, uh, just this in December when they had the big government release of, of alien information and, and all that craziness. And even covered this, this most recent episode talked about demonic possession. And they, they kind of, they, they take these cases and they'll tell stories of, here's a case of demon, like a, a recorded case of, they'll just use demonic possession. And go through the facts and like, here's the story of, of the case. Okay, now here are the facts of the case. Here's things that happened. And go with, and, and again, Cindy's a believer. Daryl is a skeptic. And so he's sitting there basically presenting the facts where she's, and it's not, and they're not trying to convince you one way or the other. They're just presenting their different sides of, of the equation, you could say. And, you know, because, it's 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 a it's balanced show because you don't want to have that show where there's like everything's real or no nah, it's all a bunch of bullshit you know that's not an entertaining show the only people that are going to listen to that are skeptics but then you get somebody like me who's just a general purpose into the paranormal and the weird and all that crazy stuff and i've i've 
I'm familiar with just about every story they've covered just because I'm, I'm into those sort of things, which apparently people were surprised by when I, I'm announced, said that to somebody else on another show recently. Uh, yeah, some of my friends weren't aware that I was kind of into that stuff. I was like, come on, I listened to Daryl. <laughs> it's like, I listened to you. Um, <clears throat> even like, Chris the Mole Man, he was surprised that I'm into like the weird conspiracy stuff and the paranormal and the UFOs and all the ghosts. I was like, A, have you listened to my show? B, I listened to you. I must be into that stuff. But, um, and, and Daryl is, is also, you know, one of our kind of group of friends in that, you know, with Mike Jolitz and, and Chris the Mole Man, uh, just, they do a lot of stuff together and because uh, with me and you know the style of this show and the way this show is kind of laid out I don't I don't do skits I don't do those sort of things but he's a really funny guy and even within smoke, smoke and mirrors and sort of the eerie nature of the show they still kind of throw in some humor and because it's a husband and wife sitting there basically having arguments over uh are are possessions real or possessions fake uh you know is bigfoot real or not and all those sort of things so you get that husband and wife banter and and it's always fun. And I love that sort of chemistry. And I love when you do have co-hosts, when you have that chemistry and co-hosts, uh, you know, a, a husband and wife who've been together for a long time and yeah, they've been together for a long time because uh, I'm, I'm, yes, Daryl, I'm calling you old. <laughs> he, he told me today that I reminded him of his, his nephew. I was like, not that fucking young shit. And then I realized that I have a niece who's only 11 years younger than me, so it's not that bad. But all that aside, <laughs> uh, yeah, Smoke and Mirrors, it's, it's just a, as far as like paranormal shows, they don't play up the creepy, weird, eerie stuff. I mean, yeah, they, they totally have the creepy, eerie music in the background because it's kind of a prerequisite. You can't play a paranormal show clean unless you're going for comedy's sake, but yeah, they've got the creepy music, but they don't ham it up. Uh, short of, you know, they just kind of take that music and Daryl's just kind of got that voice that lends itself to, he could, he could ham up the creepy a little bit, especially when he's telling the stories. It's really kind of, he, I don't say he hams it up, but he definitely, he knows how to turn his voice to suit a situation. And when he's telling a creepy story on the show, he, he turns up the creepy in his voice a little bit. And then he goes back to like when he's talking about, hey, well, this person had epilepsy. So all the shaking and violent blah, 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 it was like that was caused by the epilepsy, not being possessed, things like that. So he, he'll like trying to turn the serious tone back on. But it's it's just it's a fun as far as like a paranormal show, you're getting both sides of it. It's not like you go into a ghost adventures or something like that where they're basically predetermining. It's like, oh, this place is haunted and here's we're going to find the evidence that it's haunted. We're not going to look for any evidence that it's not. That's what they do. They look at the here's the evidence in support of I'm just going to stick with possession because that was the most recent episode. Here's the evidence supporting possession. Here's the evidence supporting it's not possession. And they give you both sides of it. Pretty fairly. Although I will say, uh, when presented with the evidence, Daryl's rather convincing. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, they're not there to, again, they're not there to change your mind. Um, they might. When you look at it, like, they might change your mind, but that's not the goal. The goal is to tell the story. And the goal is to, it's because when you're into this stuff, you're into this stuff. But it's, it's a great, paranormal and they don't have a lot of episodes but it's a great paranormal show for your big blanket into the weird stuff kind of person again they've covered possession and hauntings and bigfoot and aliens and they've covered all these different areas and because it's it's all paranormal it's all weird shit and that's where it is and how, how much of it is real and how much of it is smoke and mirrors. So you need to check it. If you're if you're into that sort of stuff at all, it's well worth it with a look. And, and I'm probably going to be featuring a few more of these sort of paranormal shows and weird conspiracy stuff kind of shows because I realized I've I listened to a handful of them and I haven't talked much about them. But yeah, so check out Smoke and Mirrors. 
uh, smokeandmirrorspod.weebly.com. And if you have a ghost story or any sort of a story you want to uh, send them, you can email them at smokeandmirrorspod at gmail.com. And they'll, they'll read your story and they'll kind of, uh, discuss it and analyze it. So it's, and it's, it's kind of a fun little interactive thing they do. But check them out again at smokeandmirrorspod.weebly.com. And hey, if you have a podcast recommendation for me, something you think I need to check out, something you think I should feature in this segment, drop me a line at odddadout at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at odddadout. And I will definitely check those out because I'm always on the lookout for new shows to listen to, to feature. I've, I've said before, I'm, I'm running thin, guys. I need some recommendations. I need you to tell me what, what you're listening to so I can check it out so I can feature it here on the show. And again, if you, if you send me to it, I will totally give you a shout out on the show because I, I want, I want to give you credit for introducing me to a thing. Real quick, I do want to announce because I, I don't normally do this. But next week, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm changing things up for the recommended listening feature. And I'm going to be featuring a show that recently ended, as in time of recording yesterday released their last episode. Uh, and I'm going to be having kind of a uh, little bits from some other fans of the show. And if everything works out right, one of the characters from the show. Next week, I'm going to be talking about the Karen and Ellen letters. So if you are a fan of the Karen and Ellen letters and you're probably crying your eyes out because it just ended and you want to contribute to the show, I need this by Monday. Record yourself on your phone or your computer or whatever you feel like. Just tell me what you love about the show. What, what do you dig about the show? Tell me what you think and send it to me at odddadout at gmail.com. Get it to me by Monday um, February 5th and I will get it on the show because I'd, I'd love to just fill the whole segment with tons of people saying how much they love the show because then it's less talking for me not that I can't just talk on end about everything but I'd love to hear what other people think of the shows that I'm talking about and I know this one in particular has a huge following and it's it's whole thing of the Karen and Ellen letters has been around for a long time. So I really, I, I want to give this show a proper feature, especially because the show itself has ended. So kind of my way of, of giving a sign off to a show that I intended to feature, not realizing it was coming to a close. So that's for next week. Again, if you, if you want to contribute to that, send, send it over to odddadout at gmail.com. Get it to me by Monday the 5th. And I will get it in there for you because, again, I love sharing the things I love and I want you to share the things you love too. Alright, enough with all of the begging and pimping of, of other stuff and all of that craziness. It's time to wrap up the show. Just a reminder, you can get the links to all of the news stories I covered today. Some pictures, some others, what nots, and the full long, long, long recommended listening list. I really need to reformat that page at odddadout.blogspot.com. You can subscribe to the show there, whether you're on Apple Podcast, Google Play, uh, Spreaker, or just a generic Android. Click there. It'll take you to find an app if you need one. It's all right there. And again, reach out to me on Facebook and Twitter at odddadout.com. And I actually just started an Instagram. I'm still a noob at this, and I, I said before I suck at social media, so forgive me. But some behind-the-scenes stuff, maybe some pictures of me and the kids, maybe some uh, not a lot of my face because I don't do that much. But <clears throat> maybe it's because I just don't look good in pictures, but whatever. But Instagram at odddadout, I think. I don't know how Instagram is, is noted, but that's my name on there. Uh, find me, uh, tell me what you think, and until next week, 
thank you, and good night.